Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. We are doing something new this year, um, something that Mauda had been pointing out. And, um, you know, I'm a little bit of a slow learner, so this is our first time doing it. I can't believe we did this. We didn't do this last week with Tom Shea because we kept him waiting as we did all of the housekeeping stuff and announcements. And um, and so Mauda really made a great point that we should be recording our intros and outros and all that. Uh, beforehand so this is my first time doing it as you can see there's a little bit of a different background in the office if you're watching this on youtube and that is because we just had an amazing uh little makeover that's been long overdue i want to say six seven months since um my amazing producer chris duckett told me that we need to change the layout of the of the mics and everything so like i said as you heard on tom shay's episode we're really trying to elevate the the quality of this podcast and with everything we got going on, um, it's a little bit of a slow process. But first of all, I want to just make a few announcements. Number one, like I said, the office, uh, you should be able to see it a little bit different, a little bit better um, in the future videos, and we should be almost done. The other thing I wanted to mention is, again, the Low Carb Hustle podcast. That's me, Robert Sykes, Keto Savage. Well, rest in peace, Keto Savage, because Instagram decided to uh, take his thing down three times. The poor guy has never done anything controversial. He's just another statistic of um, this big tech overreach that we've seen, which by the way, we are doing a massive episode on that, on um, just overreach and freedom of speech. So I really can't wait for you guys to listen to that. The other thing is, um, like I said, the Low Carb Hustle podcast, Robert Sykes and Adam Shibley, who is brilliant, brilliantly funny, this podcast is really, really funny, guys. We have a lot of fun with it, and we we really just wanted people to have fun in 2021, lighten up a little bit. It's all about getting lean, getting strong, and getting paid. So if you're interested in any of those subjects, or all three, and you really like to have fun and laugh, then you definitely need to tune in. The, the show has a great format. We have guests on. We do solo episodes. We do game show episodes um, with prizes. We always have you know, six prizes from our different sponsors. So it's going to be really, really fun. Make sure to also, it's at lowcarbhustle.com. You can check out the challenges. Right now we're doing a declutter and donate challenge where every single day we donate, um, you just take things and donate more things and much needed in my life. Um, again, these are things that probably should have done um, a long time ago, but last year had me blind and I'm just a different person. So I'm really grateful for that. You can also join our community Q&A. So go to the website for that, lowcarbhustle.com, and you'll see that. The last thing I want to mention is that uh, if you're listening to this after January the 15th, no problem. But on January the 15th, we are starting a transformation contest. It's running through the end of March. So if you're just a week late, um, you still got a bunch of time to make up for it. There's going to be huge prizes, cash prizes, um, a free trip to um, to. Playa del Carmen Fort Diamond Resort called the Fives Beach, where I went last year in August. 
amazing, beautiful place, man. It, it just had, there were monkeys everywhere. The, the, the beach is pristine. The food was amazing. So definitely check out my IGTV on that on dannyvega.ms. And uh, you'll see some of the details on that. If you're interested, you can always DM me at dannyvega.ms with I'm in for details and I can send you the details of the contest as well as emailing me hello at fatfuel.family for that same thing DM DM um, in for details uh, if you're on Facebook make sure to either email me or head over to Instagram because Facebook is just I'm really never on Facebook um, for several reasons so um, beyond that I want to talk to you guys about Brian it uh, I met Brian about a month ago really cool guy out of uh, just north of Chicago. He's the founder of Get Lean, Eat Clean. He's part personal trainer, part golfer, part inter internet entrepreneur, and part author, part health coach. He has a passion for getting the most out of individuals. He was born just outside of Chicago and has been blessed with great family and friends. Um, and you can read about this in his children's book. When we talked to him about his children's book, he, he just lights up, which was really, really cool to see. It's called The Magic Zoo. We're gonna be putting that in the show notes. Brian's mission is to pay it forward by offering support, encouragement, and education for those who are seeking positive change in their lives through his Integrative Institute of Nutrition Education and 10 years of group training and coaching. He's learned that eating can help the body heal itself. Sometimes it takes small daily changes to make the biggest impact. He's not a believer in diets or counting calories. We get into that. Um, and he's all about eating whole real foods, which make the most positive impact on the body. And his goal is to find out what works for you uh, because everybody's unique. He's got a really cool 21-day fasting challenge that you can join, which is fantastic. It, it eases you into it. So if you're new to fasting or you're fasting curious and you want to learn about it, um, go ahead and check that out. We'll have all of that in the show notes, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a quick minute to talk about our sponsor, Keto Brick. As you guys know, I have been around since the very beginning when it was just an idea, when Robert was getting ready for the show that took him pro and he needed something to help him hit his macros. And I've seen it grow into the company it is today. Um, just so proud of my friend and I'm so proud of the company he's built, the people he's been able to help as he has several people who work for them. And so he's actually helping people make a living doing this now, which is just unbelievable and so inspirational to me. If you don't know what keto bricks are, they are shelf-stable fat bombs for lack of a better term they are 1,000 calorie bricks and they have great ingredients they have ketogenic macros usually like 88 to 90 grams of fat with 30 grams of protein and then the carbs are anywhere from 9 to 14 super low carb super keto friendly and you can do all types of cool stuff with them I tell everybody my favorite is keto brick cereal I chop it up into little chunks and serve it with a bowl of cereal with uh, almond milk or goat milk, which is my favorite. They have several flavors. They now have vegan and whey options. So they have the whey protein peanut butter as well as the old school pea protein peanut butter, which either one of them is easily in my top two go back and forth between those and the toasted almond coconut so definitely go to www.ketobrick.com get yourself some bricks and use vega for a chance to win a whole month supply of bricks all right welcome to the fat fuel family podcast i'm your host and i'm joined today by my probably less stressed than i am right now wife how are you my love i'm doing good better <laughs> than you 
you're going to be okay. You'll probably feel better after this conversation. I'm, honestly, I'm not even, it's not that I'm stressed. I'm just busy. Mm. Like I had to run five miles. No, you're stressed. My kids are, kids will do that. Oh, how can I forget? I, yeah, I see. That's good. That's good mental coping because I've already forgotten about that. Yeah. This morning. No, the kids, I mean, they, there's a reason. Dean, my youngest, almost <laughs> pushed me to the crazy. limit this morning, man. He pushed me to yeah. the limit, dude. Like, he, you know. He likes to test. Yeah, but um, dude, how you doing, man? Great. Great to be here. How was uh, how here. was your New Year's? Quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ours too. Yeah, it was the first New Year's. I wasn't in a warm climate. I've been lucky to go down south. I'm in Chicago. But spent New oh. Year's in Chicago, but it's all good. So, Dude, yeah. did they have something going on in Chicago? Oh, how they? Probably not. Chicago's not. like... Foot? Of course not. Yeah, no, nothing's going on. Yeah, here. no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. New Where Year's you... is always like set the alarm, wake me up at eleven fifty eight. Like it's so hard for me to even oh, make I was it sleeping, to midnight. So, yeah. I sleep. Yeah. Dude, she like I don't even think this time well, you were trying to like feed me grapes because we do like okay, so in our culture, like Hispanic culture, we have this thing where we eat like twelve grapes. You're supposed to make a wish for each month yeah. and danny's just like wake up here and i was like yeah while you're sleeping feeding you while i was sleeping yeah. but let me tell you here's the funny part like we were supposed to go to a new year's eve uh service at church our church service. and dean falls asleep at 8 30 before it's even time to do the the fireworks and then he wakes up gets a second win and goes back to bed um and like i'm watching the stream live on the tv and she's passed out. I keep trying. I've tried to wake her up like two or three times. And then finally, I woke like, her up. I'll like, catch the replay. Right around New Year's. There was, yeah. you know, it was the funny thing was like interesting. I would have had to go to church to stay awake. Like yeah. there was not the minute you said we're not going. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep. I know I'm not going to stay up to watch right. this. Thing. Well, you know, the thing that I'm was gonna weird sit in the recliner that you kind of missed. Mm -hmm. you, 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 the, the weird thing was that for the first time, as far as I can remember, there was no countdown. Like the pastor was like talking through the it. new year and then it was yeah. like and we're in 2021 he's like by no, the way yeah it's, it's like, already happened it was really awesome <laughs> like i was like you know what i i, I don't mind that because it's like we're literally celebrating the rotation of the earth around the sun and it's kind of weird but like it's a psychological thing where people just see this this it's, it's like the a ball one drop. pops up the zero's gone the one comes up and it's like it's like boom. new year oh my gosh <laughs> A hundred, you know, 365 new days to, to screw <laughs> up my life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, awesome. So. Well, we're excited to have you here. Thanks so much for being on. We always lead off with the question, what is the most critical problem you're currently trying to solve? Oh, um, well, probably my new dog, but that's, I just got a new <laughs> dog. So um, I would say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the health space, right? So, um, trying to help people solve their problems. And sometimes you want it more than they want it, um, right. which can be tough. So I'm just trying to put products and services out there that can help people reach their health goals. Um, and sometimes that can be tough because it's not a one, uh, one, fit, one size fit all thing. Everyone's different and certain, certain foods and certain things affect people certain ways. So I guess just trying to help people be uh, their most optimal self, I would say. Dude, now, yeah. right now, I mean, that's like you talk about optimal self and, and <clears throat> I think anybody who's had success or anyone who's actually coached people, we know that it always starts with the mind. And like a lot of people at the end of the year are probably like, you know, 
why couldn't I get it done? You know, why couldn't I follow the program? Why? And I know last year of all years was a big one, but like, mm -hmm. I even fell into the trap of like, you know, completely neglecting the importance of like my mental health, you know, had a little bit of depression. Um, and so now this year we're both like really focused on that part. And, and honestly, pretty much all of our content be beyond, you know, Maura building an empire, um, <laughs> is, is focused on that side, you know, because I think people are, are so focused on the nuts and bolts and, and right. like, we're going to get into like your philosophy on, on counting calories and stuff. Cause I love that. Um, but it's like, you're missing the forest for the trees because the mind is where it all starts. And I think last year, if you had a bad year, hopefully you learn from it because I had, I didn't have, we didn't have a bad year. We still did some awesome it things. Was a, it was a hard year, but a hard year. I mean, that always pushes you to grow. So, but a lot of people, kind of the best year. It was honestly looking back, it was the best. Not, not in the sense of like, man, we made all this money or like yeah. we had all this success. It's just the amount of personal growth that that something like that pushes you into. Yeah. Is, um, it's you're, intense. Most of your life, like the most, I was lucky ever had to in have life, what I had. Even more than like 11 years ago. And that was a big like jump. Yeah. I was lucky though to be given like an opportunity to like build something. Yeah. To focus my, my energy because I can totally get caught up in that rabbit hole. Yeah. But I was, you know, between our main business, my side business, you know, we were, I was impacted in a lot of ways between missing speaking engagements and, and then like being affected with, you know, launching my first travel fitness retreat and like, you know, during a pandemic. So, um, hopefully people get from this dude that like the mind is the most important thing, dude. So like, uh, um, I'm going to talk about, you know, your background and, Kind of what led to you starting your business because you you mentioned the importance of your family and your upbringing and that's huge for us because it can set you up for success or it can set you up for failure it can provide an excuse for why you fail obviously or it can empower you but um you know i'd love to hear your your superhero origin story you know like what um what led to you starting your business and and what do you think like your upbringing had to do with that so, so tell us a little bit about that starting out after college, you know, I think we're all taught that, um, you know, we should go to school, get a good job. And um, so I went down that I went down that uh, that path and not to, you know, and I, I have to say, I, I didn't love what I was doing. And I, I've always been passionate about health and wellness. And so I just decided to start getting into that. I did I did a lot of training um, out of like a small studio and uh, realized that, you know, I want my direction. I wanted to build my life around health. And so, you know, after I left, left corporate America, I started doing some training and then um, just wanted to get more into the nutrition side of things. Um, and yeah, I just started learning about and educating myself about that. Actually, a lot of my clients, uh, one client in particular was like pre-diabetic, had a lot of issues uh, health-wise and on her own started getting into fasting. Um, and I didn't really know much about fasting other than, you know, I'm Jewish and we fast one day and it's a dry fast and that's it. And, uh, when do when is Yom Kippur? When, when do yeah, you fast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yom Kippur. And, uh, so that would, that was the only thing I knew really a fast. I mean, I knew a lot, a lot of major religions have done it for, you know, sent a long time centuries. Um, but, um, yeah, she, she had unbelievable results and I was like, wow, I want to learn more about this. And it just like struck me 
you know, her, she got all her blood levels back to normal. And yeah, that sort of led me on a path of intermittent fasting for, for myself. And then I, I started just teaching clients about it and then came out with like the challenge and the journal and, um, yeah, just sort of led me down that, that health, you know, journey. And now, you know, you got to pivot here and there. And I, I've, I've learned more about, you know, from people like you, Danny, and others, uh, about different ways of eating and, uh, with keto and carnivore and, um, then decided to start a podcast and learn a lot about, about that. So yeah, it's been, it's been a great sort of journey for me and a lot of it, great education too. I love that. I love that. Can you tell us about your 21 day fasting challenge? I love fasting too. So, um, who should consider it, you know, because it's not, it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you know, what are the, what are the goals that you have for this challenge? The, the, the whole idea with the challenge was to help ease people into fasting and make it a lifestyle change for them. Um, and what I did is I incorporated, first I came out with the journal, which I actually have here. Um, there we go. And uh, so oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, That's I mean, awesome. I just thought I'm like old school. You know, everyone's coming out with Me apps. Too, I love it. No, I like paper. <laughs> no, I like paper <laughs> I get too, it. honestly. Yeah. Everyone's coming with apps and I'm coming out with a journal. Um, but this was, you know, this was now three, four years ago, got time flies. And I just wanted something that people, you know, something tangible that people can, you know, when people write things down, they get things done and, and they sort of learn from that. So really with the journal, it, it, I, I know it can be fearful. Fasting can be something that's intimidating, but the whole idea with this was to make it so it was not intimidating and something that could, they could easily do over time. Um, because that's what I did. I just, you know, say, Hey, if I start eating at seven, eight o'clock, I just, gradually push that back and that's sort of what the journal talks about is um you know gradually pushing back your your first meal of the day just try to keep it simple in the beginning and we also you know have other things in here as far as um you know keeping track of how much water you're drinking you know your activities for workout and and maybe some de-stressing activities and then also sleep because you know i mean if you're not getting sleep, you probably shouldn't be fasting. Um, so they all go hand in hand. But um, that was the whole idea with with the journal. And then I decided to do the challenge because you can come out with a lot of content. And if people don't take action, it doesn't really mean anything. So I just wanted to create the challenge just as a way to sort of push, maybe push people over the edge and give them a little bit something, a little bit of a motivator to, to start. And, um, and yeah, so the challenge is very sort of guides you through the journal, gives you week, gives you daily emails. It's almost like an accountability partner. And yeah. so that was my idea with the challenge. Nice. Do you like start them off slow, like um, more of like an intermittent fast or like uh, different like um, time blocks, hours and stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. Start them off slow in, yeah. you know, uh, it, it could be anything like I mentioned, like if they if their first meal was at eight, let's let's go a, a few days and just push it back an hour. And just right. keep pushing it back until, oh, you realize, God, I, cause that's pretty much how I did it. Like I, I didn't just oh, jump. Totally. Yeah. People that jump in and just say, oh, I want to fast for the day. Like they might, like you, right? yeah, it'll like backfire. It no, could I backfire. Yeah. Mauda eases in. And, and actually, yeah, I like to ease in. with, ease in. um, Dan, you're a, actually the all jump in. I'm you're like, I'm going to go from eating. <laughs> Some people like, can. Some people can yeah. do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get because I, I get excited about something and then like, you know, I've, I've tried so many new things that I'm just like, let's go. But like my friend right. Brandon, you know, he I really wanted to like work hard with him because I, I, I brought him on as a client. This guy's crazy, you know, like he's really strong power lifter, 
ultra marathon runner, and then he wanted to he wanted to compete in a bodybuilding competition. So mm. wait, who's who's it? Uh, Brandon Crable. Remember oh, yeah, when he was yeah. with us in Ten Twenty Life? When yes, I was I, I was part of like a like a powerlifting team, and um, he's one of the craziest people I've ever met, dude. Like he <laughs> just he's just like I'm like, dude, you you ran a fifty miler trail run in Michigan in the rain and sleet in the winter. Yeah, when I hear stuff like, like that, in I'm the like late fall, wow. you know, and and I'm like, first of all how and he goes you just don't stop and i'm just like i That's love true. that bro I yeah i love that you <laughs> know like it. you know i love that i yeah. do love it but i'm like but i'll be over here yeah so um what i did over and this is like kind of a side because it's not fasting but it's it's just for those who are um coming from like a strength background and um they just want to they want to try this low carb thing out and maybe end up at keto or carnivore, mm -hmm. but they want to maintain their strength. Dude, we took 10 weeks to lower him down to 50, you know, and, and actually over that period, we saw awesome body composition changes mm -hmm. and his, uh, his lower body lifts went up. Wow. And so something about that upper body, once you'd like start losing some, some weight, I mean, between the leverage, you know, tiny little changes in leverage and, and, uh, I don't know what it is, but upper body strength, it's really hard to, to, to maintain or, or it's probably easier to maintain, but hard to, to gain upper body strength as you're in a deficit. But um, yeah. I wanted to ask you real quick before I ask my next question, because you mentioned the de-stressing activities. And I love that because, you know, a lot of people know neglect. by now. huh? And they neglect that part. Yeah. And then, and, you know, a lot of people by now are kind of familiar that, you know, with the fact that if you're really, really stressed, a fast is not going to be a good thing. You know, it's that allostatic load gets pushed over there. Just ask me. Yeah, Maura. Just ask me. Yeah. Like doing the sauna in the that one time when you're so stressed out and you did the sauna and you were like. <gasps> well, no, that was the sauna like 40 something hours into a 72 hour fast, which was mm, not a good idea because I was kind of just trying to keep my mind busy. Right. Because the night times are just really hard when you're doing these extended fasts. I'm yeah. fine throughout the day. I could fast every That's single day. That's the long activity to pick to take your but mind But the sauna the was the bat was too much. Yeah, it pushed me over the edge. Yeah. So, yeah, talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah, as far as de-stressing, um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm 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 a big yoga proponent. Um, yes, I do love yoga. I I, I will say I, I I do miss going. I used to do some hot yoga, which I really like. Get a little sweat That's going. That's all I did most of the time too. Yeah, and now I, I don't really do that. I don't go to class as much now. So I just do it. You know, I have an app called Down Dog, which I'll do in the morning, and then you know I'll pair that with a little bit of meditation. But if you could do one or the other, honestly, like I know some people don't love yoga. Like my wife is not a big yoga fan. So um, there's other ways to sort of de-stress. Um, she she de-stresses by going for runs, not long runs, right. but, you know, maybe short runs. Um, so I guess there's many ways to de-stress. But, um, you know, I'm a big proponent of some type of meditation, which is not easy in itself. Um, some type of guided meditation or just sitting in silence. I've been doing that in the mornings. Just laying there. If you if you if you get up earlier than everyone else, it helps. <laughs> yeah, yes. dude, that's yes, all we, we do. do. Yeah, me and her yeah. both every day, yeah. every single day. And uh, the yoga. The reason why I think yoga is is probably better to start with than the meditation because you know a lot of people don't know how to turn it turn it off. Right. And when you're focusing on holding, a, especially if you're doing like Ashtanga, yeah, where you're going you. through a, a series, you know, um, because if you're doing, I mean. It doesn't really matter what type of yoga you're doing, because if you're doing some of these flows, like the level of difficulty, but, you know, getting in a position, holding it for five breaths, that in the heat. Yeah. Yeah. While that, you're trying not to just pass out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it forces you to um, 
really uh, be in the moment. Be yeah, in the moment. We, we have yeah. to figure out, like, both of us kind of stopped with the yoga um, and have changed the way we meditate. But I there's elements of the yoga as far as, like, holding positions, like yeah, stretching, stretching um, that I love. So, you know, I've been eating intuitively for several weeks now, and I've lost over oh, 10 really? pounds. <laughs> i'm like the non-tracker and he's like the, oh. the the super 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 tracker and i've told him before i'm like i bet you you'll lose weight because you eat too much like you're planning way too much food and then you you're like gotta meet my macros i'm like are you even hungry though right i don't know but that's the thing my hunger signals are so weird because i can i can always eat especially if it's meat on my plate that i'm just like that looks really good i can eat you know a pound or 20 ounces so um yeah, now yeah. i've just been i've just been sometimes i eat twice a day sometimes i eat three times a day mm -hmm. and like the weight is just flying off and and i'm feeling good in the gym and, and so yeah that that kind of spoke to me so i think my stress levels are lower I, I i spend way less time thinking about my food throughout the day and um and like i said i've i i've lost 10 pounds so i love the fact that you're not a fan of diets and calorie right. counting but you know tell tell me why you know from a client standpoint what do you think the benefits are because i know with my clients for example ones that i've new clients maybe it goes over a little bit easier because it's kind of like you're setting ground rules but some of them dude even if i tell them like on the on the excel i'm gonna i'm like i'm just gonna leave the meal plan from now on with with the quantities but i'm gonna take away the macros mm -hmm. and they're like no leave the macros and i'm like why you're not gonna track i know what the macros are i'm changing the quantities why do you need the macros i, I just want to know what my macros are <laughs> you know like so so tell me a, lot, a little bit about that from a client standpoint why why you take that approach yeah i mean i've never been a big fan of counting calories i know that <clears throat> um yeah just because i like to keep it as simple as possible for clients and i i think the, the only type of tracking I like is just writing what you're eating down. And I think That's once good. you, yeah. One, yeah, once you know, like you're sort of what you're eating and if you can make adjustments and maybe go from instead of a lot of processed foods to like, you know, whole foods yes. and things that are nutrient dense, th then I think and are satiating. I think if, if you sort of do, do that transition, then I think counting calories doesn't, um, it's just unnecessary personally. Um, some yeah. people need it, but for, for the most part, I would say if you're eating nutrient-dense foods and you change over your diet from processed to whole foods, um, you'll probably realize you don't need to eat as much and you'll get full um, a lot quicker. Yeah, I will agree with that. I also like the idea of tracking the actual foods because mm -hmm. especially if it's for someone who might be sensitive, experiencing some kind of symptoms or anything, right. you can always refer back to that and say, oh, wow, look, I was eating these things. I was getting these migraines. But yeah, I, I tend to agree. I actually find it hard to overeat on meat, to be honest. Yeah. I find it actually really hard to overeat something like a, a ribeye. You know, I feel like my body just like, it's, I'm done, you know? But yeah, I know, you know, fish mm -hmm. too, you know, certain, yeah, yeah fish. certain fishes um, are, are really nutrient dense. Um, I've interviewed a few people like uh, Marty Kendall. Oh, uh, we oh, had we Marty love him. on. Yeah. Yeah, Marty's a little bit more, you know, he's a little bit by the book with the with the tracking though. But but I love his approach, man, because he. Yeah, brings, but that's because he's very like data, like he likes. The, right, he's very, very data, -driven, data driven, and he brings the right. he brings the the counterbalance to the keto community in a in a in a funny way. 
<laughs> in a comical way. Yeah, he just came out with a, a book called Big Fat Keto Lies. I was actually going to take a look at Ooh. it. Oh, no way. Ooh, I haven't it. read that. I already That's like good. it. Yeah. I wanted to check That's that out. That's awesome. So the Magic Zoo, this is so great. Danny's <laughs> actually in the editing phase. Yeah, we love it. He's in the um, editing phase right now on his first children's book. Oh. So tell us all about it, you know, and, and have you written any other children's books? It's great you're asking me about this. I haven't talked about the Magic Zoo in a while. And, you know, um, originally when I wrote it, I, you know, I have five nieces and nephews. And I, um, <clears throat> I would always try to teach them these life lessons when they were young. Now they're... All, all, you know, they're like 17, 15, 12, 10, you know, they've grown up quite a bit since I wrote the book, but um, they're, what I, what I want to do was just take all those, those lessons that I, life lessons that I taught them because I kept track of them because, uh, and I just wanted to make it into a book and I thought it'd be cute to have them as characters in the book. So my nieces and nephews are characters in the book and, um, and that was really cool for them because when I first came out, I read it at their schools and, you know, for me to read a book at their school and there are actually characters in the book, I, that was really a neat experience. And then I sort of went on like a, a book tour of elementary schools. And I, I love it. Yeah, Did you read that, it to, I, to, to kids? I have to That's say great. that was fun. If you ever have if you ever want to feel like um, like LeBron James or like a superstar, just write a kid's book and then just go to schools and read it because they're like, oh, my God, that's the author. And I love him. <laughs> so great. And, I know, right? You're like, ooh. Yeah, you, you, it, we're, we're gonna look I met the that. author. Yeah, exactly. You met the author, and then you know you're signing books and <laughs> yeah, and taking pictures. So awesome. And oh, Danny's gonna love that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You should got to go on a book tour. Kids. A kids' book tour. It's so it's really fun. I actually missed that. I should come out with another one and just do it for that. Kids yeah. are so honest too. Like they ask like great, great questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so like the lessons. So you got your nieces kind of uh, as the characters, which I can tell you how awesome was it? Like, there's so many process. I it was my first creative writing experience. And, mm -hmm. you know, so many of the characters and the anecdotes, I, I was like, it was an homage to people in my life, you know, like, right. and I was like that one teacher in fourth grade, I get goosebumps just thinking about it because yeah. It's such an opportunity to be to, to show gratitude for the people that made such an impact in my life. Right. Um, and they're they're like kind of the characters. I'm assuming they have their names, but mm -hmm. the lessons are they kind of like embodied in animals or like situations in the zoo? Like how does it work? <laughs> yeah. So the um, each yeah. So they go to the zoo. They go on a tour of the zoo, and each animal has a different life lesson. So the animals talk to the kids. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Now you're getting me into it. Now I'm going to have to write another. <laughs> Dude, I, I know, man. I, for, I, it wasn't my idea. It was my, my buddy, who's actually like a, a third cousin of, of Maura's, yeah. pitched me on the idea. He didn't even pitch me on the idea. He was asking me. He was like, he knew how tapped in we are with our boys. Right. And he knows that we read to him a lot. And um, and I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the, uh, the Tuttle Twins books. Oh, I'm, no, not familiar. But... It, it's so... It's a series, and um, and it's it's basically teaching kids <clears throat> philosophy and economics. Uh, so it converts like several like you like know the law. yeah like the law by Bastiat and even like G. Edward Griffin the the creature from, from Jekyll, Jekyll Island, Island. Mm -hmm. which is like all about monetary policy and like <laughs> the Federal Reserve, and it teaches them through like these little kids stories. And he was wondering. Like, does there is there anything that exists for like personal development? Like, yeah. right. and it's and and I was like, 
dude, no. Yeah. And, he and was it's like, obviously needed, right? He's like, and so he's telling me and, and, and he's just like, so what do you think? And I'm, and I'm like, I think this is amazing. I think you should do this right now. And, and I'm really getting excited for him. And then I was like, if it were me, the first thing I would do is how to win how friends to win and influence friends. people. Yeah. He's like, that's actually the one that I really want to do first. Mm -hmm. And he's like, wait a second, do you want to do this with me? And I was like, yes. Yeah. And that was like in September. And yeah. uh, here we are now. Um, you know, we've we've I've already sent a few copies to like, you know, friends of, of ours like Robert. Robert's reading it right now. Uh, Adam, have you met Adam? Did, did I tell you about Adam Shibley? Yeah, Adam. I work with Adam. Oh, oh he's nice. well. I should say mind? he's working with me. Um, he's helped. He helped me launch my podcast. And I'm, oh, also, yeah. you oh, do the, the podcast business school. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ryan, have you been? Did you have you been on any of the calls like the the ones that that Adam does with the podcasters? Like the yeah, where we we we've haven't been on a call together. Yeah. Have I've only been on one. Yeah, I've been on a few. He does. He Is does. that how we met? We met through, uh, well, we met through Adam. Do we, Dude, we met through Adam or Robert, because I've been on Robert's. What an airhead. No, I, it was a Robert, because you had yeah. just had Robert on, and, and then he, he gave you my info. Yeah. Okay. okay, makes sense. So, yeah, so I got those two guys, those two knuckleheads reading it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so rewarding, man. And, it like, you know, you know, after 2012, because we used to be, imagine, I went to Columbia University, and I studied politics at a place that's very, very <laughs> political. And um, and then like 2012, I got very involved with the Ron Paul campaign. Me and this one were like just knocking on doors and going to things. And and then we got disillusioned and we yeah. were like, we realized that that politics is not how you change the world. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't take us long. It took us like one election, really. Yeah. Um, and um, and then we, we realized like how important children are. Yeah. It starts you know? at home. Like that's all you can do. Yeah. yeah if you like, can. Yeah. Influencing kids. And that was the, my idea as well, like with the book and teaching them just life lessons that honestly we could all learn, you know, just yeah. thinking positively, eating the right way. Um, yeah, I got to go back and rehash the book and look at the life lessons, but yeah. I know, I'm going to have to get it, get that book <laughs> for the kids now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Is it on Amazon? Yeah, on Amazon. it's on Amazon. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's been... Awesome. Uh, Magic Zoo by Brian Grin. We're going to get it. I love <laughs> it. Right after this. I love it. We'll put a link, we'll put a link for that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Thank you. Here, yeah. Um, that's amazing, dude. So here's my question because it's like, I don't know how many, uh, conversations you've had with your wife, but you know, there's so much going on and like, I'll give you a little quick anecdote, anecdote, like, um, in April when the lockdown was really going and they basically, they tried to do a curfew here. Mm. Um, it's a they little different here in Tampa than it is in Chicago. Well, we're in Florida, so you know. Yeah. People, yeah. people, people know that Floridians are insane. And so yeah, they don't care. When, when Floridians kind of, when there's unrest, everybody knows Florida. Yeah. Men. Everybody knows Florida, Florida men. men. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Like when someone in Chicago, <laughs> makes a Miami, stink, so. you know, the Chicago gangsters are like, nah, shut up, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here in Florida, like they tried to institute a, a curfew and it literally lasted like three days. One day. One day. I think it was like 48 hours because someone sued like, yeah, someone sued, sued the county. But like we got like that text alarm that that sounds just like an amber alert and it was really loud it's terrifying it's like 7 30 at night and it's like a, there's been a curfew instituted in tampa and desmond starts bawling dude and i'm just like yeah i got so sad and so angry i've never been such a combination of sad and angry at the same time because i was like what are my kids going through and then thank god again her she someone had told you this already and then she related to me it's like if these kids are born now and going through this now it's because they 
we believe, and and if you're religious, you, you would believe the same that that they were they were they're going. Yeah, they're through, created for this. They're created at this time for a reason, mm -hmm. you know. So I just want to know, kind of like, what conversations, if any, have you had with your wife about you know raising your son during these times, and and what type of topics you guys have talked about? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Well, she's about sixteen weeks through. Oh, okay. So you guys got time. We <laughs> got time. We do have time. We haven't discussed. You know, I think. You know, most importantly, we have the same values and principles and we grew up, yeah. you know, we grew up uh, just built around those principles. So, and our families are actually fairly similar in that sense. And I think that's what makes our relationship work. So yeah, and from, it's important. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I think that we'll, we'll, we'll obviously, you know, raise our, our child the same way. Um, I just started looking into some books and reading a little bit on it because, you know, it's obviously brand new to me, <laughs> but uh but being around my nieces and nephews for the past, you know, 15, 17 years, even though it's different being an uncle, but uh, I think that's that's going to help. And then and then having dogs probably doesn't hurt either. Hey, <laughs> having hey, that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. My first dog, when I crate trained him, like it was Dude, kind of like it was a pain in the butt. I, I mean, you can't spray your kid in the face with water. <laughs> Don't do that. But no, no, no bark, no, <laughs> no bark is, collars. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no electric collars. No, no electric collars. No. Oh my gosh, so funny. What kind of dog did, did you get, by the way? I'm curious. He's a, uh, I don't know. So both of my adopted. Uh, the okay. first one's four. Right, yeah. yeah, that's Louie back there, if you could see him. And Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. he looks like a, a little spaniel in him. Yeah, he's got a mixed beagle, some spaniel. Yeah, like beagle, I can see that. He's he's easy right now. He's four. He's But the new one is two, I, um, and uh, he likes the bark at squirrels. So <laughs> I don't understand. I, I just bought him a pet squirrel and that didn't really do anything. So. Oh my gosh, a pet That's squirrel. Amazing. He's like, it's not the real thing. Yeah. I'm like, you got him. You don't have I to bark that anymore. That <laughs> you know what, dude? That's that's also training for kids because when you give them the fake little cell phone, they're like, no, give right. me your cell phone. They know. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they're like, no, this is fake. Yeah. 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 They see right they through yours. you. They see right yeah. through you. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> so, you know, this year we are on a mission to share the, port the importance of personal development. You know, this world is, is crazy and many of us just seem unprepared, really, for, for everything that's going on. We've seen it you know, play out in 2020. Uh, what's, what's one piece of advice that uh, you would give this year to help people prepare for any more chaos, right? Or keep their eyes on what's important versus being pulled in every single direction of what's going on? That's a great question. And I would say a couple of things. One, um, and I was taught this, luckily I, I started a side business uh, years ago, like when I was just getting out of college and I still do it to this day. And the one thing, the biggest thing I learned from that was the best time to have a backup plan is when you don't need it. And, yes. and I think hopefully a lot of people, you know, a lot of people from this past year realize that, you know, you can't rely on an employer um, yeah. for yeah. everything. You, you have to sort of make your own success and find other ways to pivot. And, but also to start something on the side, even if you have a job, have something else going on just in case. Um, so that would be rule number one. The best time to have a backup plan is when you don't need it. And um, my second, got ahead in my mind. Um, my second word of advice would be um, not watch the news. Yes, <laughs> we agree. I'm I'm lucky. I never watched the news growing up. I just I never got. I never liked it. It was always negative. 
Um, me, neither. me neither. So I think that, yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's a, I'm very blessed in many ways. And um, I, I think it's been a tough time for a lot of people. Um, but, it, you know, hopefully, you know, this is, can be just one big learning experience for everybody and we can all get stronger from it. Absolutely. Oh. My dog's destroying everything right now. <laughs> Dude, I am. Uh, I love what you said, and it reminded me of something. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, there's a fantastic show that it's, it's the way I got introduced to Sean Stevenson. I didn't I didn't know about the Model Health show. Um, I didn't know anything. I, in fact, I've I've only listened to like one or two episodes. I love Sean. We've had him on the Ketogenic Athlete podcast. But oh, nice. Um, he. I was introduced to him through the Good Dad Project, which is now called The Dad's Edge, um, because The Dad's Edge was the name of Larry Hagner's book, which is a fantastic book for anybody. I'm actually going to put that too, because this is kind of like a daddish episode. There's, there's <laughs> on the way dad, um, and and they had just the best the best show. And um, Sean was kind of his co-host for a while. He called him Audio Velvet because you know Sean's got that. Oh yeah, voice. he's got a smooth. Yeah. podcast voice <clears throat> and they had an episode like three years ago when i started to get kind of really passionate about nutrition and fitness again being that i had been in medical device sales for for several years and it was called the the importance of having a side hustle and i'm going to put that in the show notes for anybody listening um definitely check that out because it just it, it kind of reiterates what you said mm-hmm not just from you know a saving standpoint obviously we always need to have savings and all that but but we need to be diversifying our our sources of income yeah. as well um multiple the, streams yeah, yeah the first the first three weeks of the lockdown the most googled uh search term was how do i make money from home yeah. right. mm-hmm. and um and so definitely love that one dude because nowadays um there's so many ways to make money. Um, and the internet is, is the reason why we're sitting, talking to each other right now. Yeah. I wouldn't have left my job. My job was, I mean, I was in scrubs all day and sneakers and I got paid very, very well. Yeah. But, you know, I have a worldwide right. market that I can cater to, you know, clients yeah. in India, Czech Republic, you know, all over. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, buddy, I, I just want to ask you one more thing. First of all, mm-hmm. are there any uh, projects you got coming up? And uh, where can people find you online? Yeah. So, well, BrianGrin.com. Uh, I'm sort of revamping that my website. Um, but um, new projects, you know, launch the challenge. So working on, on, on making the challenge better and better. I also have an intermittent fasting certification course that I came out with a little while ago. Because as a health coach, I, I was actually looking for just a specific training on intermittent fasting. I really couldn't find it. So came out with a certification course. Nice. So yeah, have that. And then, yeah, other than that, just, you know, coaching people and doing a lot of consultations and things like that. Um, so BrianGrin.com and, and then my newest venture is just the get lean, eat clean podcast. And Danny was on that and, uh, that'll be out soon. Um, anybody we, we talked about, um, set up a, a episodes yet? Uh, yeah, I've got a hold of, uh, a couple of them. So yes, okay, I appreciate great. I appreciate the the referrals. Oh, it's man, listen, honestly, <clears throat> first of all, I think we talked about this. If you are now it's it's kind of getting to maybe pretty soon it's going to get to that point where YouTube got where it's going to be really hard to grow an audience, but <clears throat> everybody has something to promote and um, everybody wants more 
and actually, I'm glad that I brought up Sean because Sean Stevenson, when I had him on, I was just so honored to have him on. Our following wasn't anywhere near what it, what, it, what it is now back then. And I was just like, man, I'm so honored to have you on. He's like, listen, let me tell you something. He's like, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. He's like, someone asks you to come on their podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't care where they are. Go on it. I've been on a podcast in Denmark. I could barely understand the dude. And, right. um, and you know, and it's, and it's just because you cross pollinate audience. You, yeah. you, yeah. there's so many people that, that can hear your message that maybe they had no chance of hearing it. And now you said yes. And, and they did. So, right. so true. And you never know who's going to resonate with you either. Right. Cause yeah. there could be a bunch of health podcasts out there, but yeah. personalities are involved and you just never know who you're going to re resonate with. And how people receive information. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, brother, we, we wish you a fun. And um, as far as um, I want to say less eventful 2021. <laughs> well, it'll be eventful in the end, right? When it, when is a, when is your wife due? Yeah. So she's due end of June. So, oh, so, oh, that's nice. She doesn't have to really go through the summer. The, yeah. She, yes. In Chicago. It cuts off. In, in Chicago is not, well, no, it's okay. Not, not, really, not really. It'll be nice, right? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm a June birthday, so. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, what? June what? June fourteenth. Oh, okay. My son is June fourth. That's yeah, why June I was 4th. asking. <laughs> yeah, June's yeah, a good month. Is... We have a lot of birthdays actually. My sister, my dad, my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, lots. It's a good. It's good to be summer birthday. Rather be summer than yeah. winter. <laughs> yeah. Especially in Chicago. Summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Here it doesn't matter too much. Like Danny, Danny's birthday and my um, oldest are in February, but here in Florida, that's actually the nicest time of the, of the year. Right. Yeah. Yes. So their birthdays are nice. Aren't, it's nice. We can do like outside things. Yep. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Not too humid. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for, thanks for having thanks. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah. My pleasure. Okay, nice. Thanks for, <laughs> thank you so much for, ha for, yeah. Now you got me confused. Okay. <laughs> thanks for having us. I know. Oh my goodness. Thank you for being here and for coming on the show. Uh, we appreciate you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.